This is episode number 76 with the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, Bryce Henson. Welcome to the Path to Freedom podcast. I'm your host, Wes Barefoot, where it's my mission to help aspiring entrepreneurs and existing business owners take control of their lives and create freedom for themselves through business ownership. Each episode, I'll be exploring the strategies and tactics of other successful entrepreneurs that have created freedom in their own lives while sharing what I'm learning along my own path to freedom. I'm glad you're here. Let's drop in. Before we drop into the episode, a quick message from our sponsor, 919 Marketing. I've worked with 919 Marketing for years and there's no one I trust more with my marketing needs in any of our businesses. I've worked with them in our franchise businesses, in my consulting business. I've worked with them on the franchisor side and I love working with 919 because they take the time to listen. They take the time to understand what it is I'm looking to accomplish through my marketing, who I'm trying to reach, and then they help me put a plan together to do just that. I've worked with tons of marketing companies over the years, and too often it's a one-size-fits-all approach, but not with 919 Marketing. In addition to that, they've developed some amazing technology called 919 Insights, franchising's first and only AI-powered analytics platform. With 919 Insights in place, 919 Marketing can identify the exact topics that matter to your franchise candidates and provide the specific roadmap to help your brand become the highest ranking and most trusted resource when they're searching for answers. So if you're ready to start getting better results from your marketing, and if you want a free demo of 919 Insights, reach out to Graham Chapman at 919-459-8157 or send them an email at gchapman at 919marketing.com to schedule your free demo today. So whether you're a franchisor, a franchisee, or just getting started in your first franchise business, make sure to check out 919 Marketing and tell them West Barefoot sent you. Now. Let's drop into the episode. What's up, everyone? I've got a powerhouse of an episode for you today. My guest is Bryce Henson, who's the relatively newly minted CEO of Fitbody Bootcamp, one of the world's fastest growing fitness franchise brands. Fitbody Bootcamp is really not like anything else out there in terms of their, their workout style, the format. Bryce goes into some great detail in this episode about what really sets Fitbody Bootcamp apart, not only for their members, but also for their franchise owners as a business opportunity. It's a fantastic concept, one that I've been following for years now and, and really think it's an interesting concept. The results are speaking for themselves in terms of the growth trajectory they've been on and remain on, uh, but this is absolutely a brand to watch. I had a lot of fun chatting with Bryce, and I'm really glad that we connected. This guy brings so much energy, so much enthusiasm. 
it's no wonder after getting to spend some time with him that, you know, he started out as a franchise owner for Fit Body Bootcamp. And then he added another unit and another unit. And I think he ended up being a, a five unit franchise owner from what he said. But then he got asked to join the corporate team under the founder of the company, Bedros Kulian, and now has been groomed and promoted to step into the CEO role. And after talking with Bryce and hearing from him, he's the guy for the job. And, and he shares some really good insight in this episode around, you know, what he's learned about leadership and how he's, you know, taken everything he's learned in this new leadership position. He talks about some of the challenges that he and the leadership team at Fit Body Bootcamp faced as they were trying to navigate the COVID-19 pandemic and how they really had to step up as leaders for the corporate staff, but also for the franchise owners and kind of set the tone during a very uncertain time. So really interesting episode. Bryce is a fantastic guy, and you'll see what I'm talking about as soon as we drop into the episode here. The guy's got so much energy. It's clear that he's passionate about what Fit Body Bootcamp is doing to help their members, what they're doing to help their franchise owners. Just an all-around awesome concept and an awesome guy. So let's go ahead and drop in with Bryce Henson. All right, what's up, Pat the Freedom listeners? Very excited about this episode. I'm joined today by Bryce Henson. Bryce is currently the CEO of Fit Body Bootcamp, and I'm not going to steal any more of his thunder, so I'm going to kick it over to Bryce. Bryce, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and tell them a little bit more about Fit Body Bootcamp as well. Yeah, Wes, well, thanks for having me on. Um, I love the show. I love the mission behind it. We are talking offline and freedom is my core value. So you are speaking my language. Uh, so this is going to be fun. But uh, as you yep. mentioned, I'm the newly minted CEO, uh, Fit Body Bootcamp, which is still actually interesting to, to say out loud. It's only been a few months and yeah. I joined. And the reason that is, is I joined the brand back in 2012 as a franchisee. And mm -hmm. uh, that was my first uh, entry point. And I always like to say, Franchising found me. It wasn't necessarily the opposite way around. Although, when I was starting to look and knew that I was, you know, meant to be an entrepreneur and kind of blaze my own path and take back control of my freedom and the schedule, this mm -hmm. is about early 2010. Yeah. I did look at some other uh, franchise ors in the process. Uh, just to make sure that, you know, I was uh, looking big picture, what, you know, would be a good opportunity for me. And uh, being that I went through a phys uh, physical transformation with fitness about three years before in early 2007, uh, I linked up with one of my best friends who actually became my fitness coach. And we both moved to California. We're both from the Midwest and amazing uh, qualities in the Midwest, amazing people, great culture, but yeah. not necessarily the fitness capital of the world. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, so when I moved to California a few years prior, um, you know, I was 21, completely green. I was excited to be in California, the palm trees, the blue skies, all the you know great benefits. But, you know, there I was very young without any um, uh, professional skills to offer the world 3000 miles from home. And I wasn't a fit guy. And that said, I wasn't mm -hmm. obese. Um, you know, I wasn't, uh, you know, didn't, I wasn't a hundred pound weight loss story. However, I was a 20 pound uh, weight, weight loss story. I had 20 pounds of body fat and uh, very little muscle, muscle, my frame. So for, you know, 
listeners out there, you know, fitness is relative and, you know, mm. success is relative. Right. Sure. Uh, so, for, so for me, um, you know, being uh, lethargic and not having the ambition for life and then going through an incredible transformation myself, that really catapulted uh, my ambition, my drive. And at the time it became the best-selling uh, sales rep in my company. So I knew fitness really fundamentally changed my life. So in that, you know, process of vetting out franchisors, which I just referenced to, it just made a lot of sense when I started or when I stumbled upon Fit Body Bootcamp because I had that experience with fitness because it touched my life. Sure. Um, it was really just, you know, made a lot of sense for me to join the brand. And um, it's been a great ride since there. Yeah. Well, hey, I love that background. And and I'd heard, so you actually have a podcast, right? The Fitness uh, Franchise Podcast. So, and I'd heard you tell a little bit of that story, you know, on one of your episodes there. And I thought that was that was interesting how, you know, you you found this very direct correlation between, you know, getting yourself in better shape and then all the success that that it sounds like that kind of triggered for you in a professional capacity. And and I know I've certainly seen that, you know, over the, the course of my career, I, I kind of, you know, let myself go a little bit after college. I wasn't the the hundred pound weight loss story either, but definitely wasn't in in peak shape by any means. And you know, I'm probably not today either, but I'm certainly a lot more conscious about what I eat and, you know, how I train my body and how I take care of myself. And, and I absolutely can tell the difference when, you know, I'm more dialed in on my fitness, how it impacts every other aspect of my life. And, you know, I love the fact that you were able to, to parlay all of that into uh, starting a business as a franchise owner with Fit Body Bootcamp. And I would assume, but, you know, talk to us a little bit more, maybe why fit body bootcamp? I would assume that, you know, you like the idea of being able to help other people, you know, in the same kind of capacity that fitness helped you. But I mean, talk to us a little bit more about how that actually transpired from research phase to, to actually becoming a fit body bootcamp franchisee. Yeah, thanks, Wes. Great question. And, you know, to kind of reaffirm that foundation because fitness had a huge uh, change and impact in my life. That's why, it, you know, really, I uh, one of the major reasons I took the leap of faith uh, becoming a franchisee of Fit Body, just because, again, fitness changed me. Also, too, this is a very, our model and our business specifically is a very passion-based business. And there's a lot of incredible business models out there. We were talking offline mm -hmm. just about, you know, some incredible franchisor opportunities. Um, but for, you know, for me, I really like that personal connection because as an example, you take Subway, amazing company. I eat Subway. It's great. However, sure. it's a transactional business. You know, the person on the other end doesn't know you, you go in, you make your order, you throw your credit card. Hey, thanks. See you later. And mm -hmm. nothing wrong with that because that works for some people. But for me, I was looking for a business that could really impact someone's soul mm -hmm. because as I mentioned, for me, um, going through the process of fitness. Uh, yes, I was looking for a better physique, which I first started, but really I, what I didn't fully know that it would just change my life, increase my confidence, increase my ambition, increase my zest for life. So when I was looking at these other opportunities, to me, it made sense that fitness gave me this, you know, boost of confidence, of energy, of zest for life and success, then it can do that for other people. So foundationally, that was the first reason. And then the mm -hmm. second reason, uh, primarily that, um, I joined FitBody was at the time, uh, you know, while I had success in sales, uh, you know, opening a brick and mortar business uh, is not, an, you know, an easy feat. And especially when you're 20s, I invested my life savings at this. And what I really liked about the model is in the grand scheme of things, and especially, especially for a brick and mortar model, mm -hmm. uh, it has very low upfront startup costs. You know, you pay your rent and the CUP and the permitting. Um, of course you have the build out and, you know, the equipment, but uh, different than other uh 
types of franchisees in the fitness space. Sure. Um, you're not investing tons in cardio equipment and this high-end equipment. Really, it's all functional equipment. So in the grand scheme of things, it had a very low upfront cost. Uh, it was able, I was able to invest the, you know, my life savings at the time and make it work. And it had something, uh, a mission, a calling, a passion, and a model that I really believed in. So those were really the two primary uh, factors, which led me to, again, becoming a franchisee back in uh, 2012. So, so I love that. I mean, it sounds like it, it really checked pretty much every, every box that it could for you, right? The investment, you know, made sense, even though you, you definitely took a leap of faith and, and put your entire life savings into it, it was still within the realm of possibility from, from an investment standpoint, you know, really kind of checked the, the passion and the purpose box um, and, and gave you that kind of personal connection with your clients that you were looking for. So, you know, in, in hearing all of that, it sounds pretty clear to me that, you know, especially for, for a younger guy in his early 20s at the time, you had a pretty clear vision of what you wanted to accomplish and what type of business was best suited to, to help you do that. And you mentioned at the top of the show that, you know, you got to a point where you felt like you were called to be an entrepreneur. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about, <clears throat> you know, how, how you got to the point where you felt like, all right, this is for sure, you know, the path that I'm meant to, to go down is to be an entrepreneur. And, and do you think it just kind of came naturally to you, you know, the clarity that you had on, on kind of, you know, how you wanted to go about doing it and what was important to you? Or is that something that you intentionally kind of, you know, really spent some time ironing out and, and getting clear on that? Because I find that sometimes that's a challenge for people, or at least they haven't put as much thought into it as maybe they should. Yeah, great question. Then uh, it's I would say there's actually two parts to that question. Um, one, I think internally, and again, going back to my passion, my core value is freedom, and why you know that this show touches me. I think at every entrepreneurial level, uh, the foundation, the calling, is that path of freedom, the the ability to blaze your own path, chart your own course. Uh, not work for the man. And uh, I think that's uh, attractive, not to everyone, because I think sure. there's also a strong uh, amount of human nature that likes safety, that likes security. And, and because of that, it's actually opposed to the entrepreneur path. But I think for me, that was my DNA. I always felt that calling. I also you know, come from very humble beginnings for first world standards. And I say that because I ended up later in life from 2010, 2012, I lived in Brazil oh, wow. uh, for two years, which is you know developing third world country. And sure. Humble beginnings from a third world standard versus a first world standard are two completely separate things. Absolutely. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, perspective is everything. And, uh, you know, when my parents got divorced, my mom was a single family mom, had three kids, uh, you know, worked on a secretary salary, even in the state of Michigan, um, you know, it, where the cost of living is much better than uh, the state of California, when you sure. have a minimum wage job for my mom and, you know, three kids, the math doesn't necessarily work. So for me yeah. at a young age, between that core value of freedom and the ambition to make something of myself and really not repeat the same situation I was in because of my father, uh, that was, those were two driving factors from an entrepreneurial perspective. And then the last uh, point that I wanted to get at, Wes, was just about uh, mentorship. So you said, was this kind of an accumulation of time? So 
Uh, we were talking offline. You said you were lucky you grabbed some mentors early on in your life, and I felt yeah. the same way. So I've had two major mentors, uh, Bezos Koulian, who's the founder of Fit Body Bootcamp, mm-hmm. but then primarily a gentleman named Eric Lochtefeld. And Eric is this just grade A entrepreneur, um, you know, uh, gentleman. He reminds me of what I never obviously met Walt Disney. Uh, he he passed away before our time, yeah. but he reminds me of what like Walt Disney would be. He could see him like incredible visionary. He started this career development company from scratch. We were I was able to travel the world at a young age, um, learn sales, learn marketing, and watching him grow his business from the time I was 21 to 27 was just, I was in complete awe of. So I think from that foundation of me wanting to be successful, having freedom as a core value, and then seeing him blaze the path and me working under him for seven years between the combination of those forces, really for me, uh, that's what molded the entrepreneur spirit. And again, a big reason why I've taken the leap of faith, uh, the direction I have. Yeah, that's powerful stuff. And, and, you know, definitely agree. I mean, having good mentors, that's, you know, if, if you don't have a good mentor, you know, seek someone out and, and, you know, even, even without having that, you know, official, Hey, I'm your mentor, you're my mentee. Like there's so many good resources out there. I mean, you mentioned Bedros, you know, he's got a podcast, he's got a book out. I mean, you want inspiration, go follow Bedros, right? I mean, just it's all about who you surround yourself with and what your what your input is right so so i really like hearing that because it it all kind of adds up to to how you were able to make that leap of faith you know at, at what for most people is a pretty young age especially when it comes to making a sizable investment and and whatnot but you know you've referenced this leap of faith a few times and it sounds like you know, the, the clarity of, of what you wanted to do, the, the passion, the drive was all there. But you also mentioned earlier human nature, right? And how we're all, you know, somewhat wired to want to stay comfortable, right? And, and no matter who you are and what your background is, when you go to start a business for the first time, that's taking you out of your comfort zone a little bit. So I'm curious, you know, if you struggled with that a little bit, and if so, how you kind of push through it anyways, because, as you know, I work with a lot of people that are considering business ownership, and, and that's the single biggest thing that that holds someone back from ever actually taping, taking that leap of faith. It's the, the fear, and I think what it really boils down to is the fear of the unknown and the fear of failure. Oh, absolutely. Uh, without one shot of a doubt. And there's a couple, you know, kind of parts of that. One, I would say when I say to take a leap of faith, and certainly it was a calculated leap, right? And the value yes. of franchising is you've, you're tapping into a system that's already laid out. People have gone before you worked out the kinks or working out the kinks. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of structure there, which is really valuable. So I really, from a, a risk perspective, really decreased as much as risk as humanly possible. Yep. That said, there's risk in every endeavor, even actually, I think more risk working for the man where you have to take orders. And at the end of the day, you have a ceiling cap. I think actually that's more risk. However, when you jump into an entrepreneur endeavor, there's just a lot more forward facing risk. You're in charge of payroll, you're in charge of rent, you're in charge of everything. It falls on you. So when I say I take the leap of faith, uh, one of my messages, Wes, that I really want to hit home and really share with the audience is the fact of this. And I learned this at a young age and it sounds cold, but I'll uh, reference the philosophy and where it comes from in a second, um, which is the fact that no one is coming to save you. No Mm. one is coming on a white horse to save you, not the government, not your family, not your kids, not your spouses. Yes, you hopefully they'll have support and be able to support you along the process. But at the end of the day, 
you must save yourself, you must take action. And I think that mentality is really sometimes lost. And especially for a franchisee joining a franchisor, know that you're going to have support, you're going to have that coaching, that training, that foundation. But at the end of the day, it's your business, okay? You're in yep. business for yourself, not necessarily by yourself, but for yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just a very important message for, for your audience to take home. And the last point before I kick it back would be on that same line is the rough, the, the philosophy that I reference, which is stoic philosophy. And uh, stoicism is the philosophy of the successful, in my opinion. Yep. And one, one, um, and just given your response, I'm sure that you've uh, dived into it. So I'm curious to hear your take on it, but for my take on it, there's a, there's a, a philosophy or a, a, uh, a sentiment within the philosophy called memento mori, which means it's Latin for remember your mortality. Mm-hmm. So when I look at my life, when I look at big decisions in my life, yes, I take calculated risk and I try to reduce the risk as much as possible. But at the end of the day, Mementor Mori says, remember your mortality, you are going to die. And if it sounds cold and it sounds ruthless, but at the end of the day, it's the truth. So yep. if you look at the your life, your business decisions, your life decisions with death in your face, for whatever reason, it becomes a lot clearer for you and you're able to take that action and take that leap of faith less. So well said, all of that. Couldn't agree more with you at all. You know, no doubt starting a business is is a risk, right? There's ways to mitigate that risk and make it a calculated risk. One of the reasons, you know, franchising is so valuable and it's a business model that's been around for as long as it has. That being said, you know, owning a franchise is not necessarily the right avenue for every entrepreneur out there. Uh, but I chuckled a little bit when you brought up stoicism because my loyal listeners have definitely uh, heard not only me, but many of the guests uh, that I've had on the show talk or reference stoicism. Um, and I agree. I like how you said it. It's the philosophy of the successful and and definitely you know, keeping your mortality in mind helps the other challenges, the other obstacles that you will definitely encounter as an entrepreneur. It, it keeps it in perspective, right? And that's huge. Oh, yeah. The other thing that, that stoicism has taught me is that at the end of the day, we can't control everything that happens. There's actually very little that we can control. What we can always control is how we respond. And, and when I embrace that philosophy and, and, you know, kind of had that call it a mindset shift. I mean, that was an absolute game changer for me. Um, and, and I would tie that into what you said too, because I believe, you know, it, it's affected the way I assess risk, right? Because as an employee, you're at risk, right? You're at risk of having kind of all of your eggs in that basket of your employer. And there's a lot of things that can happen that are outside of your control that that are going to have an impact on your livelihood, right? I mean, the pandemic is a perfect example. I know a lot of people and have connected with a lot of people over the last year and a half that were top performers for their organizations, but their organizations got completely derailed by this pandemic and, and now their livelihood has been impacted, right? As an entrepreneur, the pandemic has likely had some sort of a negative impact on your business, but what you're left with usually is more options, right? More more levers that you have the ability to pull on to impact the outcome and how you move forward. So uh, love the reference to, to stoicism. Uh, I could talk about that for hours, but uh, <laughs> for the sake of, of time, I do want to move on. So 
first of all, thanks for sharing all of that incredibly valuable uh, insight and advice for, for anyone listening. Wes here. You may have noticed there's a franchising theme to this podcast, and that's because franchising's had a massive impact on my life, and it's the very reason I'm walking my own path to freedom. In fact, one of my companies is a franchise consulting company where I work with people to help them understand franchising and determine if it might be a good fit for them. And if it is something they want to explore, then I help them navigate the entire investigative process and ultimately find a franchise business that's a great match for them. You know, the fact of the matter is there are thousands and thousands of franchise businesses out there today. And like anything, there are good ones and there are bad ones. Even out of the many, many great franchise companies, not every one of them would necessarily be a good fit for you. You know, buying a franchise is a huge decision and you don't want to wing it. I've helped many people buy franchise businesses over the years and my wife and I have bought and own franchises today and we plan to keep investing in franchise businesses. I love helping people understand this process and help them find a business that's going to be a great fit for them and help them accomplish their goals and ultimately create that freedom in their life that we're all looking for. The best part of all of this is that my services are free to the people I work with. And while I do love to contribute to charities and other great causes, I'm not a nonprofit. I'm compensated by the franchise companies I work with when I introduce them to someone that ends up becoming one of their franchisees. It's very similar to real estate, but with franchises. I have the privilege of working with hundreds and hundreds of the best franchise companies out there across practically every industry. So I can be absolutely confident that when I recommend someone to look at a franchise company, I'm introducing them to a very credible and proven company with a solid business model and great support. So if you think you might be interested in learning more about franchising and seeing if it might be right for you, I'd love to speak with you. Get in touch with me by email at Wes at path2freedom.com, path, the number two, frdm.com. And also check out my website at path2freedom.com, spelled the same way, where I've got a ton of resources, both franchise and non-franchise related, that will help you start down your own path to freedom. And of course, subscribe to and follow the podcast for more great advice about business ownership. And if you know anyone else that might be interested in speaking with me, please share this podcast with them. Thanks for listening to my shameless plug. Now let's drop back into the episode. I want to make sure that that I give you a chance to to tell the audience a little bit more about Fit Body Bootcamp. You know, you, you alluded to a few things earlier compared to many other franchises, and particularly many other fitness franchises. There there's some differences in the business model and and how you guys go about it, right? So, uh, and I see you know, thousands of franchise businesses. And I work with some great, you know, fitness franchise concepts, but, you know, from what I've seen, Fit Body Bootcamp definitely is, is unique. So uh, maybe kind of tell the audience a little bit about the business model um, and, and even maybe from the, the client perspective, what they could expect if they were, were a member of Fit Body Bootcamp. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for that. Uh, so Fit Body Bootcamp, we're the fastest growing international fitness um, indoor uh, franchise in the world. Uh, we're based here in Southern California, but we have hundreds of locations in North America, primarily in the U.S., about 90% and 10% in Canada. 
And uh, I think, you know, uh, what separates us is, and there's some other fran uh, franchisors as well that are in the group training space, but we take um, the results that you get from personal training because where we are in the industry and the left side of the industry of big box gyms, which are typically mm -hmm. very cheap, anywhere from 10 bucks a month to 75 bucks a month, you have access to weight weights, but at the end of the day, it's up for you to hold yourself accountable, to create your workouts, um, to push yourself. And mm -hmm. the fact of the matter is, is with life and how busy it is, most people don't have time, energy, focus, or interest in actually taking a really focused approach at their, their own fitness program, which is why we're in what I believe, Wes, is the, the real pandemic, which is the obesity pandemic. Nearly 50% of our population is statistically obese and rising at a, a rate of 2.6% a year. Um, so wow. what it does is it uh, fit by the book up on the other side is actually takes that one-on-one -on -one train co training concept, which personal training is extremely effective. The accountability is very high. You get great, great, great results. But instead of paying $800 to $1,300 a month uh, for a personal trainer, if you would train at least three times a week, which is really needed, um, we do that for a fraction of the cost, about 10% of the cost. And we do wow. it in a group setting where you're able to actually get a better workout. Because you think about it, sports teams, military teams, the NFL, the NBA, how do they work out? They work out in groups because as we've known yeah. as a team. And we've been actually known for the, from the dawn of time, the pyramids in Egypt were actually built through group training because a competition, because that's how humans actually derive and get the best success. Yeah. Uh, so from that perspective, from business model um, there, that's kind of high level. And uh, what you can expect actually from you know, a client perspective and our avatar, or I should say our demographic is typically people from you know, about 25 years old to about 59 or 60 years old okay. um, that are not fitness athletes. Uh, they're not trying to, to come and, and shave off a second on their 40 yard dash to make the NFL combine. Rather, they're looking for you know, just a better quality of life to lose about 40 pounds of weight, have more energy to play with their kids or maybe even grandkids and have more confidence and energy and enthusiasm in their life. And our avatar, specifically what we call is Mrs. Jones, who's in her early 40s, okay. has a couple of kids, doesn't love working out, but she knows she needs to. She Again, she's 40 pounds overweight. She lacks the confidence. Her husband doesn't look at her uh, the way she, you know, he used to anymore. Uh, she's having a hard time kind of keeping up with her kids. And while she doesn't love fitness, she knows she needs it to create a better quality of life. So when she comes in our program, we give her an incredible training program. We give her an incredible nutrition protocol as well, which is really the game changer in body composition. Sure. And the last thing we do is really kind of welcome her in with coaching and accountability in the community that we have. And that's why we've, you know, uh, created incredible results, uh, you know, over the last 10 years for our clientele. Yeah, I, I love what you guys are, are building with Fit Body Bootcamp and have have been building. Um, and I think there's so much to that community and that that tribe piece. Right. I mean, I'm sure the trainers are, are holding you know, the, the clients accountable. But my guess would be that the, the community itself, you know, helps to hold each other accountable and, and uh, you know, is, is pushing everyone forward. So I, I love that. And, and, you know, it is unique to a lot of the, the fitness concepts that are out there and really just the fitness options that, you know, a consumer would have today. And I, and I totally agree that, you know, obesity is, is a way bigger issue than, you know, any other pandemic that we're currently having or, or will have until we fix that, you know, there's going to be no shortage of health issues that we have to, to be concerned about. Um, talk to me a little bit about, you know, who makes a good franchisee for, for fit body bootcamp. Cause one thing, you know, I tell every single person that I work with to, to help guide them through the process of finding the right franchise for them and doing the research the right way 
is I make sure they understand, and, and this is counterintuitive for some, this is a mutual evaluation, right? The really good franchisors aren't out there are not like hoping that you will bless them with your presence as a franchise owner and be willing to write a check. They, they want to make sure that you're a good fit for them, that you're going to represent their brand well, and that you're going to have a high likelihood of being successful as a franchise owner. I know Fitbody Bootcamp is, is a uh, world-class franchisor. So tell me a little bit about who you guys are looking for in your franchise owners and, and what it takes to be successful as a Fitbody Bootcamp owner. Yeah, uh, great question. Les. And to your point, I agree. I mean, uh, franchisors, strong franchisors aren't just hoping and praying at the end of the day, they're putting out, you know, great product and service and have a stringent application process and humbling ourselves. It wasn't our, our current application process, which we vetted out and we accept and really only award less than 1% of the uh, applications that, uh, wow. that come through from territories, but it wasn't always this way. And sure. it's been, you know, a trial by fire and we've learned a lot over the, through the years. Um, but, uh, you know, that's that's a really important piece for your audience who are looking at different franchises or options. Mm -hmm. And for us, um, you know, we're looking for people who are ambitious, who have, uh, again, uh, a core value of freedom, because at the end of the day, they're getting into their business for themselves, not necessarily by themselves, but have that freedom characteristic and component um, who have had some level of of impact and personal touch with fitness. Because again, our business model specifically is a passion-based business. And not to say that we haven't had other investor type owners that have had success, um, but typically speaking, especially if you're leading a team of general managers that are owning your different clubs, if you're not a fit person yourself and you don't have a level of passion towards fitness because the model that we're in, there's gonna be a disconnect when you're connecting with your fitness manager or general manager who typically is, fitness focused person creates mm -hmm. programs and nutrition and accountability. Yeah. So um, while the, you know, the, the, the avatar we're looking for doesn't have to be uh, on the cover of, of men's or women's health. They don't have to be that level of fitness. They do have to have some sort of passion towards it sure. uh, from our, our experience to be really successful. And really the last thing would just be coach, being coachable is really, really important. And uh, that is foundational to a success for our clients that are coming through the door, that they're coachable. And part of being of coaching is you know, cheering, you know, someone else on. So our coaches here at Fit Body Bootcamp are what we call our coaching and profitability team, which are all owner-based. We're owner-led. We have seven of the most successful owners uh, in our brand actually doing the coaching. Wow. So when they're coaching, part of their job is to cheerlead you. It's basically to pump you up, to kind of pat you in the back and, and push you forward when times are rough. Uh, but the other part of, of a great coach is actually to tell you things that maybe you necessarily don't want to hear, but they're the best interest for you. So I think yeah. from a combination of you know the drive, the ambition, uh, core value, um, or one of core values at Freedom, um, someone who wants to make an impact is that a success with fitness. And lastly, is coachable and a roundabout way. I mean, those are the qualities that we're looking for for a good, successful franchisee. Well, I love that. And I love how clear you know, you are on that. And I think it's, it's natural that, you know, franchisors evolve over time and they get more clear on who they're looking for as, as their franchisees. Um, I love how you guys have these coach and profitability. Uh, I forget exactly what you called them, but the fact that they're actual franchise owners that are performing at a high level that are then coming in to help other franchise owners, you know, get to a similar level uh, I don't think you see that too often in, in franchising. I mean, most most franchisors have like a franchise advisory committee or something along those lines, which is great. But to have actual top performing franchise owners 
coaching and holding other owners accountable. That's unique. I think that's very impressive. It, it says a lot about the culture that you've created at Fit Body Bootcamp, the fact that these top performing owners are even willing to do that, right? Versus saying, well, you know, hey, my business is killing it. I'm going to focus on continuing to grow my business and, you know, hopefully everyone else can keep up. Um, so that's huge. I just wanted to, to spotlight that because I think that's amazing. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so do, do most of your owners, or, or I guess, is, is this something that you talk to a prospective franchisee about? Are you particularly looking for owners that, that are really looking to continue scaling their business over time, meaning, you know, they want to open additional locations over time? What does that mix kind of look like? Are a lot of your owners, you know, multiple location owners, single location owners, kind of all over the place? What What's that look like? Uh, well, Wes, it's a blend. So I would okay. say probably about 65 to 70% are single location owners, um, Got it. And about 30% are multi-location owners. And it really just depends. Uh, the model works. And again, to your point, we have the structure. We have three of our leadership team, people, our director of marketing, our director of coaching and profitability, and myself are all owners uh, that oversee the franchise. So again, that kind of trickles down to our coaching profitability team. So the systems, the coaching is definitely there, but it really just depends on the person and what their appetite is. Because and when I say the person being the owner, mm -hmm. uh, because uh, it is a culture, it is a, a, a passion-based business. So we have one set of owners who kind of come from the fitness space and they love being a hands-on owner. They love driving the culture, maybe training, um, not, you know, full time. at the end of the day, you're hiring on people so you can buy back your freedom. So sure. most of the most successful owners who are coaching are doing it maybe in a part-time capacity. Because they want the, to do it. Because they want to do it. And yeah. not working for the business in a part-time capacity, just doing some coaching in the part-time sure. capacity and then leadership and management of the team in the other capacity. Uh, so that's your kind of one bucket of owners, which about there again are about 70%. And we have about 30% um, have more of a kind of a development growth mindset, right? So they want multiple territories, you know, a guy named Matt Wilbur is a close friend, our most successful financial franchisee out in West Michigan. He has um, nine locations wow. um, and, nice. and thriving and growing. I have another good friend named Ben Jones who has eight locations uh, out in Arizona. Uh, I, I, you know, still actually am a franchisee in addition to the franchisor. So I have a couple locations. I started with four when I joined the leadership team, but you know, because my role is pretty intensive, as you would imagine, I've consolidated just so I can spend more time with the franchisor perspective. Yeah. But when you take take a look at that bucket of owners, which is about thirty percent, um, they still have uh, a passion for fitness. Every single one of the guys that I just mentioned to you are. Our passion about fitness has touched them in, a, in, in some sort of you know deep way, um, but they have more of the vision to to grow and scale and whatnot. And really, the the what that means on the other side is they're not in the facility as much. They're not you know connecting with their clients. They're not kind of you know on the on the in the trenches, if you will. So mm -hmm. there's a little bit of give and take. But really, sure. those are the two channels that we see most of our franchisees or buckets that most of our franchisees fit into. Yeah, no, that's a great, great explanation and, and makes a lot of sense to me. It's clear that, you know, it is a scalable opportunity if that's what someone's looking for. But, you know, also makes sense because of the the type of owners you're attracting, that many of them would want to, you know, stay in a position where they can still be somewhat active, you know, in the business and interacting with with clients. I totally get that. Um, so you were a multi-unit franchisee yourself. I think you had four, four locations, you said. Mm -hmm. How did you make the transition to, to CEO? Um, how did that start? You know, was that like part of the plan from the beginning or, or how did it even come about that you 
started working with the franchisor and, and ultimately find yourself in the CEO position? Oh man, great question, Wes. Uh, I, I was, I didn't start out actually with the CEO position in mind, being very honest. However, my focus was success. My focus was ambition. My focus was impact and, you know, all of the above. So, you know, it was a, a, a quite a few things that led to it, but interestingly enough, and I'll tell you a story back in 2012, when I first signed my franchisee, first franchisee agreement um, to open my studio in, in what's called Yorba Linda, which is in Orange County, mm -hmm. just North of Disneyland. And uh, I remember I was 28 at the time when I first signed on. Uh, I had followed B, uh, Bedros, we call him B, for a period of like two years prior. Did yeah. a ton of research. I was super excited. I had the sales component down. I had the fitness component down, but I, I didn't have you know experience in marketing. And that's, that was mm. a really big attraction to the brand. Sure. So when I, when I met B and I remember signing the franchisee paperwork, I remember walk, or driving my car out the lot. And it was a moment of humility for me because I looked at myself and I was like, man, you know, I'm still starting my entrepreneur spirit. I have or, uh, experience. I haven't really started yet. I don't even really fully know, uh, know how to run a business. And this guy, meaning B, is the CEO of this international franchise. Holy smokes, he is just light years apart. And as it turns out, as fate would have it, nine years later, he awards me the position of CEO over the international franchise that I referenced. So yeah. it is interesting how life can kind of come full circle. It's a wild um, story. I love it. Thank you. But uh, it wasn't always sunshines and rainbows. Uh, I ended up scaling to four locations, had success, but, you know, had a lot of failures, you know, um, you know, made some some challenging hiring decisions, had to, you know, let some people go that caused, mm -hmm. you know, uh, really turmoil because it's a relationship business, some for the good, sure. some for the bad. So there was many, many uh, stumbles along the way. But I think because of the relationship perspective, I was able to develop a strong relationship with B, um, you know, have a positive mindset, you know, have success. Uh, be a be a um, a vocal uh, supporter of the brand. Yeah. Um, I think quite a few of these reasons, and also the proximity, me living in Southern California, led Bedros or B to the decision. Actually, it's in 2018. This is six years after uh, I was uh, started my entrepreneur endeavor within Fit Body, who had four locations at the time. He actually reached out to me and offered me the vice president role, and I was extremely grateful. I was very humbled. Um, but as he will tell you, uh, <laughs> I told him no for the first time. Really? And uh, I did. And, and the reason is, is, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I had my, I was blazing my path. I actually had a vision sure. of 10, 10 locations and, you know, that was the direction I was moving in. Um, so it was a very exciting and, and, and humbling offer. Mm -hmm. uh, I, but I had, you know, my, my, my focus there, but over the course of three months and I think two or three Starbucks meetings, which Bedros being a great storyteller talks about, it was a year process. We had dozens of Starbucks meetings. Um, it wasn't quite that, but uh, after, you know, a few months of just, you know, uh, conversating, one thing he really said that stuck me and he's like, Bryce, I mean, you obviously want to be a very successful guy, very ambitious guy, but very financially sound guy, which we can, you know, all offer you here in a leadership role at Fit Body Bootcamp headquarters, but you also want to make a big impact in my humble mm -hmm. opinion, Bryce. You can make way more of an impact internationally by working for the franchise or by being a partner with me because then we have the ability to scale. And I think after one of those conversations, I drove home and I said, you know what, I think he's right. So uh, that was uh, the moment where my, uh, you know, I guess uh, decision turned. And in June of 2018, I worked, I started working for the franchisor on his leadership team as his vice president. And then over the following three years, uh, just worked my tail off, uh, helped navigate us through COVID. Um, certainly made some mistakes along the way, which is inevitable, but, you know, produced a lot of success, created our FAC team, created our coaching and profitability team, 
uh, brought in and recruited some awesome franchisees that I referenced actually to help the brand, um, created our elite trainings. And through a lot of success, I think, you know, of course, B having different stages of entrepreneurship, he had his, you know, vision set on stepping out of the day-to-day role, still being sure. a visionary in marketing, um, but really awarded me the spot. So in a long-winded uh, story, uh, I guess, filled way, that's how I ended up uh, coming along the, the, the role of CEO. No, it's awesome. It's such a cool story. And I mean, I can't believe you, you even uh, had the, the, the courage to tell him no. <clears throat> for, for those listening, if you haven't seen Bedros, he's wildly successful, but he's also a huge dude and he's jacked and he's pretty intimidating. I can't imagine <laughs> having to look him in the face and tell him no. So, uh, <laughs> you know, that says something about you there that you had the courage to, to even do that. But, um, you know, very cool story in terms of how you, you know, made that transition to working from the franchisor team. I can only imagine that your experience as a successful franchisee and the fact that you're still a franchisee today uh, has helped you be a phenomenal leader for the entire organization. And, you know, I, I would probably say that that Bedros hit the hell, the, the nail on the head saying that you could have a lot more impact in the role that you're in now. But I think uh, your experience as a franchisee you know, probably put you in a really good position to, to have a tremendous amount of impact. Um, and it's not, it's not so common, you know, that the, the, the franchisor team, a, a portion of the leadership team is actually made up of franchise owners. Um, one of the franchises we own, the CEO is, is a franchisee and was for a very long time before he ever started working uh, for the franchisor and ultimately in the CEO role. And, you know, I can compare that to the other franchise we own, which is not the case. And both great franchises, both great leadership teams. But, you know, I think having someone at the helm that has walked currently walks in the shoes of the franchise owners, that's a big deal um, and, and can really benefit the franchisees. Oh, well, thank you. And I appreciate that. And, you know, super humbled and grateful for, for the opportunity that be mentioned. You absolutely hit the head on the, 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 or the nail on the head, though. Uh, he's a big, intimidating guy, but, yeah. uh, you know, the relationship has been there. So there's a lot of trust. And um, one of the things actually I want to kind of point out, uh, as I talked to that we look for in franchisees is being coachable, which we just mm-hmm. talked about. Yeah. One of the things I love, and I'd like to think I am as well, but I love about Bedros, even though he's an incredible visionary and massively successful, the man is also coachable. And I, and I tell this story, one of the things I realized at the very beginning, probably the first six months is just like most franchise uh, ors, they have operational support team who have business experience who are really dialed in, but our team specifically didn't have ownership experience within fit body. So mm. we had our operations team had the, you know, the general know-how and theory on how things worked. Um, but I took a step back and I was like, you know, shoot, who better if I was going to like take a step back and reverse engineer this who better to actually teach our franchisees uh, than, you know, success, other successful franchisees who have been in the trenches and really are there where others want to go. Yeah. So after I formulated this thought, that's actually the first thought of the coaching and profitability department, which I led for the very beginning. And now my brother Barrett uh, actually leads, but I very approached cool. B and I was like, Hey, you know, and I explained the vision, explained the disconnect, what I saw. And for as much as uh, B is an incredibly strong and assertive leader, he's also extremely coachable because he took a step back and he's like, Bryce, that makes a lot of sense to me. And really that's where that was born. So as much as we look for, you know, owners that are coachable, we like to think and demonstrating that we are coachable as well. And that's really helped us in the evolution of our brand. Yeah, no, I'm glad you pointed that out. Cause, cause I, ha- I, I totally agree. I mean, I I've seen it 
both ways, right? Where franchisors are are coachable and and wanting to learn and and looking for input and feedback from their franchisees in terms of what can we do to better support you. And I've seen it the opposite where, you know, it's almost an us versus them mentality. And it's not always that cut and dry, right? There's plenty of middle ground there. But, um, you know, I think 100%, if you're a franchisor that wants to continue to grow, wants to continue to evolve and, you know, understands that as the franchisor, we can really only be as successful as our franchisees. You, you really need to adopt that mentality. And it's clear to me that you guys have that culture at Fit Body Bootcamp. And um, so I'm, I'm glad you brought that point up because I think it's very valid. Um, you know, you mentioned something earlier, and, and I think this kind of ties into it, right? I mean, as a franchisor, you know, part of the responsibility is to support the franchisees. And that shouldn't be confused with doing the work for the franchisees, but, you know, doing what you can to, to put them in a position to be successful if they follow the system, if they leverage the resources at their disposal, and if they put their head down and do the work, right? Um, you know, you mentioned, you know, helping lead the organization through COVID, right? I mean, everybody was impacted by COVID, but the fitness industry in particularly got rocked by, by this pandemic. So tell us a little bit about, you know, how you guys uh, led your franchisees through COVID. Cause I've heard, I've heard Bedros talk on his podcast a little bit about this. And, and to me, it, it really kind of spotlights the type of organization that fit body bootcamp is some of the things that you guys, you know, did to, to help your franchisees get through this very uncertain time. Uh, yeah, great question. Certainly very dense uh, topic. And, you know, some industries uh, thrive. I mean, certainly it was a very minority. Most industries were impacted in a negative way. And I feel uh, ours in the fitness industry, there's others as well. The restaurant industry just got cranked and yeah. uh, really, really challenging. But, you know, there is beauty in the struggle. They're you know taking that stoic philosophy mentality. Um, you know, there's a lot of things in that situation we could not control. Uh, and we definitely lost locations. I mean, being very you know honest with you and most franchises. Uh, ors did. Yeah. However, we were able to really over deliver and exceed expectations for franchisees as we've reviewed and connected and, and you know, surveys results have came in, which is a, a core value of ours. Yeah. Uh, so we feel very, very um, proud of the work that we've done. And when, when the world changed was mid-March of 2020 last year, uh, interestingly enough, I mean, there was a lot of chaos going on. We are just in a suburb just outside of Los Angeles. And we knew that situation. We were monitoring it for a couple of weeks prior as more news and you know information was coming in. But the city of Los Angeles, I think Mayor uh, Eric Garcetti at the time was closing. He took one of the first calls to action to close down, you know, major, uh, I guess, arcades and a bunch of other stuff. And at that point, we knew things were serious. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a Monday morning board meeting. And we typically meet as a leadership team uh, one time a week. Um, but when things started to close, we realized that was definitely not sufficient. So what we did is actually from a leadership team, since things were changing so quickly, we met two times a day, basically in the morning and evening. We started going live. And at the time, Bedros being our CEO, started streaming on Facebook Live at noon Pacific every single day to provide visibility, communication, reassurance, uh, content to our franchisees to kind of you know provide reassurance from their perspective. That's huge. And then we... 
we quickly went to work and the value of a franchise system, we were able to leverage uh, our teams, two of them are successful owners. I uh, mentioned Matt Wilbur out in West Michigan and mm-hmm. CJ Workamp, who's one of our most successful owners in South Dakota, who's also in our coaching profitability team. Both folks locations started recording workouts, uh, pre-recorded workouts for our brand. Wow. So we were able to distribute those across the way because from our perspective, if you take a step back, we're in the results business. We're not necessarily in the workout business. So we took the philosophy and the approach that, hey, the world's changing. However, we still have a duty, obligation, responsibility to our clients. We're not just going to shut the doors. We're actually going to stream live. So that way they can still get their workouts in. They can still be coached and they can still get the result that they need, especially when the most impacted people uh, within COVID are the ones with the, you know, the, 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 their immune systems who are most compromised. So health and fitness yeah. is even an all-time high. So between that we started teaching our franchise uh, franchisees how to zoom live from their own locations, because again, we are in the relationship business. So while we provided those pre-recorded workouts, we're able to flip to virtual and teach our franchisees that on the back end of COVID uh, we were able to uh, create what's called the train in place modality. When the world uh, started getting, coming back to, to reality, or at least allowing our locations to, to continue to train. So providing that structure, that modality to, you know, again, get clients back in the location. So from a variety, of ways that we were able to kind of step up, provide communication, training, and resources. And the biggest thing would just be taking a cool, calm, and collected approach. And I think probably combined, our leadership team had decades of experience. And in a weird sort of way, we actually, there was a sense of humor and levity throughout the first two weeks of COVID that if I'm being honest, I take a step back. It was probably just to cut the tension uh, and the nervousness, but (laughs) way better that way than have your CEO and your leadership team freaking Freaking out. out. Yeah. It was the exact opposite. And I think that's really what helped our franchisees be, you know, navigate the storm. Yeah. A hundred percent. And, and it sounds like you guys were as proactive as you could be. I mean, no one saw this coming you know, way in advance, but it sounds like you were really, you know, keeping an eye on things as, as early as you possibly could. And you took, you know, quick, decisive action while maintaining a cool, calm and collected, you know, mentality and really kind of stepping up and, and giving your franchisees that leadership that I can only imagine they were looking for. And, you know, everything you just mentioned is, is, such good examples of why being part of a strong franchise organization can be so beneficial. I mean, there's many value adds for being part of a good franchise organization, a great franchise organization. But, you know, when, when you fall into very uncertain times like that, not being alone, not being on an Island by yourself, trying to figure it out all on your own, uh, that's huge. Right. And, and I tell people that I work with, you know, currently, in my opinion, this is one of the best times you could imagine to research franchises because unfortunately, not all franchisors responded the way that that you guys did at Fit Body Bootcamp. There were some that they they stuck their head in the sand, right? Or they drugged their feet, you know, trying to to pretend that you know this was not really happening or it wasn't going to be long term. Uh, and, and that that shows, right? The franchisors that didn't do everything they possibly could to help their franchisees through this, their franchisees remember that, right? And and so as someone's investigating an opportunity and talking to other franchise owners, you know, they're going to get to hear how their franchisor stepped up or didn't step up, um, you know, through these very difficult times. So um, appreciate you sharing that with us because because I really got the sense that that you guys did everything you possibly could and and kind of thought outside of the box, right? Step back and said, hey, 
you know, how can we tweak the traditional model a little bit to, to at least keep things afloat? So, um, look, I know your time is valuable. I know you're a busy guy, so we will kind of wrap this up. I, I just quickly want to kind of ask you, you know, where, where is fit body bootcamp going from here? I mean, you've already got an international presence. Um, I don't know if you gave specific number of locations, but you've got a big footprint. You, you guys are an established brand at this point. Uh, but I get the sense with you at the helm, uh, you're not planning on slowing down anytime soon. So share with us, if you don't mind, kind of what is the vision for, for fit body bootcamp going forward? Yeah, great question. Thank you, Wes. Uh, I think very simply put, our vision is to be the best fitness and fat loss specifically program on the mm -hmm. planet uh, and, and really conquer and fight the obesity pandemic that not only the U.S. is going through, but our world is going through. Yeah. Uh, so from uh, an impact perspective, a vision perspective, um, we are on pace. And uh, to your point, we have no no qualms or no plans on slowing down. In fact, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface from our perspective, from my perspective, you know, taking the helm. And uh, from a metrics perspective, we have hundreds of locations. Uh, we have just south of 300 open and active. We have another 50 in development. Wow. And, uh, you know, our goal from a metrics perspective is to hit that thousand mark as soon as possible. And, you know, we have a very strong leadership team. We're owner led yeah. uh, and we're constantly evolving. So, um, while COVID wasn't kind, uh, we actually learned a lot, developed, um, you know, even stronger leadership skills, skills, even stronger communication skills, even stronger coaching skills that we're able to impart in our franchisees. So um, what's the famous saying? Uh, a smooth sea doesn't make a good uh, a skill for sailor. Yeah. And I think, you know, through the lessons that we've learned and the vision that we have, uh, there's no doubt in my mind that the best is yet to come. So on that note, and, and you mentioned you've got, I think you said 15 units in development right now. So what would you say to the person out there? I mean, we're recording this in October of 2021. What would you say to the person out there that was still a little leery of getting into the fitness industry, even with a great franchisor with a proven track record and, and, you know, was able to maintain the way they were through COVID as you just described. I mean, what's kind of your outlook for, for the fitness industry in, in general based on the last 18 months and where we are today? Yeah, a great question. Uh, from a development perspective, forgive me, I didn't articulate. We have 50, five, zero oh, 50. in development. All right, even better. So, you know, thing, things are cruising. And just to give you perspective, and I, I, I give so much credit to the six franchisees who were awarded last year, because in all of 2020, given, you know, the pandemic, we awarded six franchise locations. In the wild. last six, yeah. six weeks, we were able to award six uh, other franchise locations. So we're back, you know, to our normal growth page, which is really exciting. Yeah. Um, look, Wes, you know, uh, I don't want to, you know, paint the, 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 the sky is always going to be sunshines and rainbows because in certain states, like in California and New York and Michigan, you know, there's certainly the restrictions placed on those states for their governors, which is a, a conversation outside of this right now. Yeah. We're, we're much more <laughs> drastic. So, you know, and is, is there, you know, still uncertainty in the market is there still fear being pushed out by the media every single day absolutely which yes does that affect consumer confidence it does but the fact of the matter is uh, we're going to get through this and uh, what I what I would recommend for fitness pros that are looking for you know franchise opportunities to link up with the franchisor who communicates who has strong leadership a proven track record and can be be, be flexible yeah. uh, you know adapt and overcome mentality flip to virtual you know be there to support their franchisees but at the end of the day what I see Fit Body Bootcamp going and really the, the opportunity that your audience should look at is um, 
you know, fitness, uh, there's a huge need. People are getting sick. Uh, people are always going to work on their health. So the industry is sustainable. Um, I do think there will be a, an additional virtual component to it because technology, mm -hmm. we, we embrace it. And that's one of the biggest reasons for our success. Yeah. But we also can't lose sight that people, human nature, are tribal. Okay. We need each other. Okay. We are connected beings. And that's why if you look at, just take a step back, congregations, people always just congregate together. Yep. So from our perspective and our model, um, it, we are running with the tide of human nature, not against it. And I think that will be continue to be our unique selling proposition as we move ahead. Great, great answer. Great points. Um, I'll quickly say, and then we'll, we'll wrap this one up, but uh, I personally think it's an amazing time to look at you know, getting into the right franchise in the fitness industry because of everything that's happened. You know, you never want to hear of other people going out of business, but there's a lot of white space right now because oh, yeah. of COVID, right? There's also, I think, all this pent-up demand. I mean, to your point, people have been working out at home or trying to figure out how to, to you know, maintain their fitness at home for the last 18 months plus. They're ready to get back, get back with their tribe, get into, you know, the setting that they were used to before, uh, and I also think fitness is top of mind for a lot more people, you know, than it was pre pandemic. And, and so anyways, couldn't agree with you more. I think if, if, um, you know, business ownership is something you're looking at and, and the fitness industry is attractive other than the pandemic, uh, it's definitely worth a, a close look, especially if you're partnering with a great franchise or like fit body bootcamp. So, um, Bryce, where can people go? Where can they connect with you? Where can they learn more about Fit Body Bootcamp, becoming a franchise owner, becoming a member, and also make sure to tell them where they can find your podcast? Yeah, well, I appreciate that. So if you actually just go to my uh, website, which is realbrycehenson.com, not to be confused with fake Bryce Henson, so realbrycehenson.com. <laughs> That's also all my social media handles as well. Feel free to connect to uh, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn. Um, but if you go to that tab, if you're a client interested in you know getting a fitness program, if you just click on the coaching tab and click fitness coaching, you'll find more information about our locations there. And if you're interested in looking at the franchise uh, opportunity as a franchisee, just click on the business coaching tab and there's our application express of interest. So those would be two, like, you know, the site, my site that really congregates those opportunities and how you can also connect with me on social. Beautiful. We'll link all that in the show notes to make it easy for people to find. But Bryce, man, really appreciate you making time to do this. I know the audience is going to get massive amounts of value Thanks for everything that you're doing. Love what you guys are building at Fit Body Bootcamp. So keep up the great work there. And thanks for dropping in here on the Path to Freedom podcast. You got it, Wes. Appreciate the time. And like I said, mutual respect and admiration. Love what you're doing. And it's been a great uh, honor and privilege. Thanks so much, man. Privilege is all mine. That's a wrap. Thanks for joining me today and be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you'll know when a new episode is released. You can also check me out on my website at www.path2frdm.com. And if you want more information about franchising or just want to say hello, feel free to contact me at Wes at Path2FRDM.com. Thanks again. Now go drop in.